episode 133 coming at you live. It's the three amigos, baby. It's Fitz, Fauna, and Hacky dropping it on. Just a moment of silence for, for Slate here. It just I thought moving it to Tuesday night to Wednesday night, we might have a chance to see Notorious R.E.D. and just love you, Dad, wherever you are. Gone, but not forgotten. Here. Gone, but not forgotten. 93 to 23, baby. Oh, not even 23. I don't know what I'm talking about. But it is our New Year's Eve episode. This is awesome. We're excited. I hope everybody had wonderful holidays and Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, wherever you celebrate. I hope it was phenomenal and I hope it's filled with good vibes. And that's, that's what it's all about. Uh, guys, real quick. Favorite thing you ate or got on Christmas here? Cheesecake. Cheesecake. Oh, Christmas cheesecake with the raspberry sauce. Oh, shout out to to Mama Fitz. Man, have you guys ever had bad girl churro cheesecake? Because it's a game changer. No. Yep. Mm. Try it out next time. Churro cheesecake. Mm. Does it taste like a churro? It tastes like heaven. If heaven was <laughs> a taste in your mouth that just dripped inside Ooh. you, it was. It was that. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Let's go right now, man. That sounds good. Is that what you had? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of other desserts, but the, the churro yeah. cheesecake was whew, top tier. Man, that sounds good. I feel like this the, the guy from Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, we made monster cookies, and those were we, – we killed the whole batch within like 48 Wait, hours. What's a monster cookie? Um, I, I don't know. Mama Hacky created it, and then me and Claudia stole the recipe. <laughs> but like it's like peanut butter, uh, not cashews, uh, pecans – um uh, chocolate chips butternut uh not butternut squash but butterscotch <laughs> oh, milk chocolate dang, like oats it's really good it's it sounds good. legit yeah it's a there. glass of milk Ooh. oh sounds dangerous back to bobby Boucher again all right <laughs> <laughs> uh we you know this sports fact it's a little different uh i probably you know could have done this last week or two weeks ago. This is this is a great just Coach Leach story. Um, it kind of made its way through the rounds again. But I remember hearing about the story six, seven years ago. Uh, let's rewind the clock. Let's go to 1999. We've got the Red River shootout here. Texas, Oklahoma. Oklahoma has got a brand new office coordinator. Nobody knows who this guy is. He's a former lawyer. It's Mike Leach. He just happens to be on the scene. He knows that they're heavy underdogs, like heavy, like 24-point underdogs to Texas. So – Wednesday before the game, he comes up with a scheme that he's going to create a fake call script. And he's going to have one of his tight ends wear it down the field for pregame, lose it next to Texas's bench, and see how honest Texas is. So basically, him and his offensive staff sits down and like any play we want to run to the right, on the script, we'll put a play going to the left and vice versa. Oh, we want to run the ball here. Let's make it look like a fake, you know, reverse pass going on. And so they just come up with this, like they spent probably 24 hours creating this fake script. Probably should have spent more time making the real script. But anyways, <laughs> they make this fake script. Uh, they have their tied in, lose it down Texas's tunnel. Texas GA picks it up. Mike Leach is kind of looking at the tunnel. Then like he sees the GA pick it up and he's like, oh, plane's working, baby. He does a little hand rub, walks on down. GA takes the Texas head coach. He gives it to the DC up in the booth. And Texas is going, oh, hell yeah. We're about to walk the dogs on him by halftime. Uh, the second play of the game, Oklahoma goes big, tutty, wide open. Didn't even see it coming. Like, wide receiver, just wide open. Second offensive play, or sorry, second drive on Oklahoma. Third play, boom, 40-yard bomb, touchdown. 
Oklahoma jumps up 17-0 by the end of the first quarter. <laughs> People are freaking out. Vegas is freaking out. They're saying, nope, the dog's about to win. Hold on. Wait a second. DC realized he's been duped. Balls it up. <laughs> throws it in the trash can. And then Texas goes on to score 34 unanswered points. Or sorry, 34 to 11 points oh, in the second man. half. Uh, Texas ends up winning big time in the mm. Red River shootout. But great Mike Leach story. I love just the the just the level of like pettiness and fake out that he went like, you know what? We're, we cannot win this game head up. I've got to try to just find a way to manipulate the rules here. Uh, so I want to know, like, obviously it's legal. What Texas did kind of morally unjust, uh, but it, it almost bit him in the ass for being morally unjust. In your all's eyes, what's something that maybe you could bend the rules or manipulate a rule here that like, it could work out here. Is there anything that comes to mind for you guys? I mean, it makes me think of dummy audibles, and mm. and I know I know there's one story of the. It was actually the Packers Niners game where Owens had had the catch, um, like I guess that that was the catch part too. Uh, but because um, you got Dwight Clark's got Dwight Clark's got the original one. But anyway, there was a dummy audible, uh, Favre, Q8. He said Q8. Um, everyone on the Niners sideline knew what that was in previous matchups. It was a, it was a slant. to It was a, a one-step slant. And, and Favre just told Freedom, he's like, we're going to make it look like it's just going to be a slow go. And just, you know, just turn around the ball be there. It's kind of drawing plays in the dirt, just kind of work. But I just feel like, you know, I think, I think teams are always trying to do that. Um, just try to try to get them to to bite on it. That's why football's so weird. I, I don't think you can trust like like a again like a, a playbook that you find on the ground, or yeah. or an audible or a look. It, is you kind of have to you really have to see what's coming at you like in the live action, and then like make that adjustment and trust your instincts. You're absolutely right, and like. I know obviously high school is a different animal than college, college is a different animal than pros. But like for me, if if you're a DC or an OC and you don't change your signals within drives, much less quarters or halves, like I, I, I target it pretty easy, especially when you're like really exaggerated, like why well, seem like, and I'm just like, all right, hey, seam, seam route's coming down the middle here. Like mm-hmm. watch tight end and like, mm-hmm. hey, how do they know that's coming? It's like, well, you're, you're doing this seam. Like, come on, like you've got to mm-hmm. mix it up. And I think you're right. The dummy audibles are really key. And uh, I forgot about that fire story. That's a good one. Q8. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, the baseball comes to mind. And, you know, what if, like, you have someone watching the signals and then in the stands there's someone with a, a trash can? <laughs> and based on what you're seeing, you hit the trash can to let the batter know – What's going on? You know, you're not breaking any rules per se. <laughs> this might be frowned upon. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Could be frowned upon. Um, I like it. You know, no, seriously, I think it, this one's tough because you can kind of go different ways and it's kind of hard to not think of anything but football here. You know, I, I it comes to mind um, the Lions game. We, If you guys all saw the catch for Penny Sewell, it was it was beautifully set up because the drive before that, uh, they brought Sewell in motion as a lead 
uh, blocker. And so they set it up perfectly. Um, you know, I think something along those lines of particularly with linemen, because you never expect them to a run a route, but then b be able to catch the ball. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like, um, I don't know, maybe like a, somehow, somehow you, I don't know, hand the ball off to a pulling guard or tackle. I don't know. I'm just thinking of something crazy that like you would never see, but you would also never expect like, oh yeah, the, the guard is coming to for pull for a counter. Oh, the, tack, the tackle behind him has the ball. What the hell? I don't know. Kind of like a fumble ruski. Okay, yeah, maybe yeah. a fumble ruski. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I like Annexational it. Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Love a little Giants reference. Uh, for me, it was it was real life. So, like, you know, on kickoff, you've got to have five guys to the right of the kicker, five guys to the left, or you could do six and four. But you can't do anything more or less than that. So, in mm-hmm. high school, we had this play. We never ran it, and I don't know why. Like, to me, I still – I'm like, this is kind of genius. We had six guys on the far side – on the opposite sideline, acting like an onside kick over there. Then we have three guys tight to the kicker on this side, and then one of our guys off on the very, like, right on the sideline pretty much. And he'd sit there with his hands on his hips just watching. And we have three players around him, hands on the hips, just watching the play, right? Coach is over there, and looks like he's just looking, like, on the sideline, not really paying attention. Kicker reverses course, onside kick, guys wide open. Boom. There he is. But for a reason, it worked every time in practice. Nigel Jones used to be the guy. So, like, no one was going to catch Nigel Jones on this onside kick. We never ran it. I, I'd never understood why because it was, like, a perfect, like – because you got to think most high school teams are just looking like, oh, shit, there's six guys. Onside's kick this way. They got three guys right there. They're not really focused on counting or paying attention. I mean, this guy was just wide open. It just – I don't know. I love, like, just trying to get the field to look at one thing when you're going the other way. Like, to me, it's just – Little magic man, little El Diablo, a magic man. I like it. <laughs> That's pretty good. That that kind of also reminds me of like when there's a punt or a kick, and you know, like someone's waving it off, like the ball's way over on the left side of the field, and then the guy yeah, yeah. It on the right, and he's gone. Yeah, ah, trickery, trickery. Yeah. I love it. A little misdirection. Uh, listeners, watchers, let us know maybe your favorite manipulation rules. Whether you've seen it or you got an idea, send it to us. It was a really good idea. DM us. Maybe we'll we'll profit off it. Maybe we'll we'll break into coaching one on one here. Uh, we got a lot of college football. It's it's playoff week. It's big bowl week. Transfer portals popping. A lot of good stuff going on. A lot of NFL news breaking down this week. Um, it's just a heavy football episode, like it has been the past couple of weeks. We apologize to our NBA and NHL fans. We're gonna get there. There's been so much news that we. It, it's just so much. If we had a two hour show every day, we could get to it, but it's a little rough. Um, Let's start with the transfer portal. This is wild. We knew Deion Sanders taking the Buff- Buffalo, uh, the Colorado Buffs job, that this was going to be insane. But the number one, like his recruits that he's getting is absolutely just phenomenal. Like he said he was bringing his baggage and his baggage is Louie. We thought, okay, he's bringing his two sons. He's bringing uh, the cornerback. Sure. Not like four or five stars from Clemson and Bama that he's stealing. Like he is getting guys from the transfer portal that like no one saw coming. I think he was right. Like you guys might want to enter the transfer portal yourself. Cause you ain't gonna have a job come here in the next couple months. And he's right. I mean, you got four and five star guys replacing two to three star guys. Like this is wild to think about Colorado might be a favorite to win their division in the pac 12. Like this is just 
kudos to him, but the transfer portal is so wild. There's been 1,800 college athletes into the, into the transfer portal just for football alone, and it just opened up at the beginning of the month. Like This is a wild thing to hear. Sam Hartman, Wake Forest quarterback, he plays in the bowl game. As soon as the bowl game's over, he declares that he's in the transfer portal. It looks like he's going to Notre Dame. Grayson McCall from Coastal, he gets injured in the bowl game, still enters the transfer portal. It's a it's a new world, especially with NIL deals. Like college football is quickly evolving. I'm not sure we can keep up with it. What's your all thoughts on this transfer portal? Like this is I don't remember it being like this ever. Hmm. Yeah, I, I got you stumped. I know. I don't know. I mean, I'm fine with it. <clears throat> I don't care. I mean, I think it's like um it certainly brings a really interesting aspect to a game that I thought was becoming pretty dull with the same teams getting the same recruits. It's kind of like the NIL deal, like separate of players getting paid. The NIL deal brought an aspect of getting players to other schools to kind of jostle things up. I think this, and, and each year it's progressing, right? It's not like, yeah. oh, this year's transfer portal slowing down. It's like you said, Parker. As soon as the bull game is done, they're like, I'm declaring, like, let's go. Where are we going? It's, um, I love it. Yeah. I think it's, um, shoot, I should have put money on Colorado before I, before all this <laughs> yeah, happened. Right. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think, I didn't see this coming with Colorado. I mean, obviously I knew Dion going there, but I'm like, okay, it's going to take a while to, to build this culture. You know, this might be a tough, Tough class to recruit at this point, but yeah, I mean, if if players are jumping over there, man, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking of like when Dabo went to Clemson, and like they, I don't know that they got transfers right away, but they had to. They did start getting recruits. Like they did start building pretty quickly. It was like, oh, so Clemson's a powerhouse now. Yeah. Um. And like looking at like Colorado, it's weird to think: Is Colorado going to be a powerhouse? Are they going to be like, all right, it's Ohio State, Bama, Colorado? And it's that's so weird. It's just like, <laughs> like yeah. that to to go that quick from who? Where's Colorado Buffaloes at? And to they they could be a premier team. So I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they perform, but. Definitely helps when you're getting getting the studs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know like what the schematics are or, or like what what people and organizations choose to like prioritize recruiting. But man, I would open up all these smaller conferences and I would honestly focus probably more effort on transfer portals from those conferences versus these young players who might redshirt like you're already getting players with some college football experience and you got game film on them. So you know how they're going to perform somewhat. I don't know. I think, I mean, and maybe teams are, maybe they've been doing this for a long time, but I'd be putting more eggs in that basket of, you know, recruiting at coastal Carolina or recruiting at you know, all these smaller schools, but still schools with a little bit of street cred. Yeah. That's been like the, the biggest gripe about the transfer portal is like, I, I, no one's been like, Damn, these kids aren't loyal. Like, I think they understand now. Like, coaches are leaving for money. Why? Why can't you enter the transfer portal for more playing time or even better NIL deals? Like, I don't, 
people who argue that I, I think they're few and far between and like they're idiots. Like these kids go get your bag, go get your playing time. I totally understand. But the biggest gripe is like, what happens to these high school seniors who like, like you said, Tim, they're sitting there like they, they haven't proven themselves to the next level and they had a, they had a chance. And now it's like, sorry, I'm going to pass you up for the Michigan transfer guy now. Or I'm going to pass you up for the app state. And it, it's tough. Cause like, what do you say? Like, you can't do that. Like that's a smart move. You're right, Tim. Like I'd rather have the guy that played at Michigan who's proven himself, who has game film. Yeah. I'd rather take him than a guy who doesn't have any game film yet. And like, it's tough. Do you, do you put a limit? Like you've got to have 20 guys signed from high school and then 10 guys from the portal. Like how, how can you police this? Because like the NIL, this is the wild, wild west. It feels like, and like yeah. the transport, I think it's going to have a lot of rules coming in the next couple of seasons. I, yeah, I don't know. I think, honestly, I think as a player, as a high school player, to me, this would give me more opportunity or a, a, a larger sense of opportunity. If I know, okay, if I, I might not get into the school I wanted to or the school that I was really hoping recruited me, they bailed. If I stick it out for a season and really just try to show out, the transfer portal is wide open. You can go anywhere. Yeah. So... I don't know. To me, like if I'm a two or three star recruit and I'm like, man, I really can't get where I want to go. This is almost like a chance of, Hey, prove it. Like put the game film out and then see what happens with the portal. So I don't know. I I don't mind it actually. I I mean, of course the four and fives are going to get picked up, but I don't know. It might give these, these kids who don't have enough film or maybe they only played their junior or senior year and they don't have a lot out there. I think it gives them an extra step of of making it big in the college football world. That that's a good point of like, okay, you don't get to go to Michigan yet, but you can go ball out at Liberty University for a year, then you enter the transfer portal. Now Michigan might be looking at you. I mean, that's that's a good point to look at it too. It it sucks that hey, you don't get to in, reach your end goal quite yet. You don't get the Oregon, you don't get the the Power Five schools yet. But if you bust your ass, you go to Jackson State, then transfer to Colorado, then transfer to Ohio state. Like there, there's levels to it. And it, that's a good point, Tim. And it might. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'm just rambling at that point, but <laughs> I, I feel like it should stay more like a highway where players can just hop on and, and go to whatever exit they, hmm. you know, their, their maps are taking them, but it gives them the opportunity to jump, jump interstates. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Fitz, any closing thoughts on it? Nah, it's just, man, college is just a crazy, it's a crazy game. I just want to see the little man succeed. <laughs> yeah. Stop feeding into the powerhouses and, yeah. So I'd love to see Colorado keep stealing the recruits. Hey, I like it. All right. It's bowl season. Bowl games are popping off left and right, and there's tons between now and next Tuesday. We're not going to talk about all of them because we'd be here all night. We're not. I know, I know. Now, they're going to make some some parlay mentions in there for sure. Uh, but we're going to talk about the big boys, the huge games going on. We're talking college football playoffs. We got number one, Georgia, taking on number four, Ohio State. And number two versus number three, TCU, Michigan. Georgia, six-and-a-half-point touchdown favorite in the Peach Bowl, over-under set 62. Michigan, seven-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under set 58-and-a-half, and they're playing the Fiesta Bowl there. Uh we're going to pick these games. This is big time. 
you know, we don't have a Pickums trophy. Let's just let's let's do the dang thing. How about this? We put uh, we're gonna make a college football Pickums trophy between us three right here. Devin can can text us. Matt can text us. They can get their results in. Jay Gray, listeners, watchers, maybe if you want a piece of this, you DM us. You let us know here. Let's start with if I can get the other graphic up. My apologies. Um, let's start with Georgia, Ohio State here. Who do we take? What bets do we like? Let's get the point spread in there as well. Like let's let's do this thing right here. Hmm. It's hard not to take Georgia. And even I mean six and a half is not. I I think you can hammer on that. I think that. Georgia could probably win by two touchdowns. Dang boy, and they're just—they're good. I think they're that good. Man, so so we're doing the spread, right? So I'm going to take Georgia. Um, man, so you're saying you're saying Georgia's going to win by. More than six and a half. Uh, easy. You're saying minus four. I think easy. Saying minus fourteen. That gum, boy. I mean, I'm surprised as that that's low. I think it could be like seventeen or twenty-one. If I'm being honest. Dang. What what number are you going to go with? Do I have to pick what? Yeah. I have to pick. You got to pick. Um. Let's say. I'll say 14. 14. Like 14 it. and a half. We're going to see if Tim Price, Price will write you. 14 well, and a half. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking of possession, but I don't know if it's your confidence is. 13 and a half. 13 and a half. I'll take, okay. I guess Not I'll 14. take Georgia. 13 and a half. Uh, I'll take Georgia by 10. So, like, I'll give yeah, them two, two solid pos- possessions on, on Ohio State. Yeah. Uh I'll call it I'll call it uh I don't know what I'll call it. Forget it. Man. <laughs> you you all just you, we're all thinking the same thing here because there's been so many people in mainstream media and like main betting sites and it, it drives me crazy. They say, Well, you know, Georgia had close games against Missouri and, and Toledo or Akron and you know, they, they played down low competition. Ohio State's got a real chance here. They want a revenge game against Michigan. That's bullshit. Like, Georgia has put it on when they needed to. They beat the shit out of Tennessee when they needed to. They poured it on Oregon when they needed to. Like, Georgia, this is the same Georgia team as last year. People want to talk about this isn't the same team. Bullshit. This is the same Georgia team that won a natty last year. They're, they're even, they're, they're equally as good. I'm sorry, Ohio State has no chance here. I, you know I rep OHIO all day, but UGA blows them out here. I'm, I'm going to say UGA minus 17. I think Georgia just puts the foot in the ass and just doesn't let up. All right, TCU-Michigan. Michigan, obviously the two seed. TCU the three seed here. Michigan, seven and a half point favorite over, over under set 58 and a half. You're going big blue. You're taking the horny toads. <laughs> I'm pulling. I'm pulling so hard for TCU, but I think Michigan. Uh, I think they take them. Yeah. Um, 
Def- Michigan defense seems pretty sharp, and I think TCU, that's where I think they might be able to stand a chance. So I might take the under in this one, like the, the 58 and a half. I think you go under. But, golly, I think Michigan, again, I, I think they could win by multiple scores. <laughs> I think they could win by like 24. <laughs> Holy I balls. think it could be ugly. I'm serious. I think it could just be an ugly game. Hardball's not going to let up at this point. This is It's his year for the taking. Yeah. Um, so I have to give you points here. Yep. Um, give me Michigan 22 and a half. Dude. Oh my gosh. No respect. I'm sorry. I'll take, I'll take Michigan by 14. Man, that is wild. I'm going to, I'm going to crossroads here because I said, TCU would fumble the bag and they did. They, they, they should have, they probably should not be in the playoffs, but then a lot of other things happened and it worked just out for him, uh, especially Duggar and company. I, I like the way he's like motivated. I like the raw emotion QB1 had of losing and, and feeling just really bad. He felt like he let the, the program down. I think TCU comes out here firing, but you're right, man. This is a hardball's year. Give me Michigan to win. But I think they win by four and a half points. I'm going to go minus four and a half Michigan. It's weird because I want TCU to win, kind of. But if I'm being honest, like, if it's not Georgia-Michigan in the championship, we're not going to get the best championship. That's that's how I feel. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because I think those are the two best teams. Uh, yeah. Obviously, this year they've they've proven that. All right, that's it for college football. As I said, we, we could have picked every single bowl game we wanted to. We'd just be here forever. Um, but they will make some trickles in our pub parlay because I'm going to require us to pick one bowl game in our pub parlay with our normal uh-huh. pick. So, so we're not going to talk about the, the trans-perfect Music City Bowl? Or hey, the, that's your parlay pick. Or the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl? Or no. the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl? <laughs> Fitz <laughs> just loves the names of the bowls. I just point. love how ridiculous the idea of bowl games is, but uh, it's me. Uh, let's talk some NFL here. I don't have a graphic, and, and I just ran out of time. I apologize, but Broncos Nation, Patrick Starr roasted you, <laughs> and then you fire your head coach, Patrick Starr. Hack it. Gets the axe. He's done. Not even a full season as a head coach. Offensive-minded. Seemed like this young, up-and-coming NFL coach. Can't even get a full season out. Lots of turmoil. Is, is Russ done? People are folding on run. They're turning on Russ. Hackett was never really mentioned these like conversations going on. Obviously, he's probably lost control of that team a little bit. Hackett being done even before a full season. Are we shocked by that? Or do we like pretty much saw the writing on the wall? I I'm thought he at least get half a season. I'm shocked yeah. how bad the Broncos have been. I, I yeah. think that's part of it, and it, it doesn't, you know, just how bad they have been on the offensive side of the ball. And and Hack, it was. I mean, he was the offensive mind in Green Bay on on both of Aaron's Super Bowl or um, MVP runs. Sorry, not not Super Bowl. <laughs> that was Joe Philbin, different guy, but. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I think it makes sense. The the firing definitely makes sense, but I don't know. I don't I don't think they they gave him a full they didn't give him a full chance to to really work with like Jerry Judy and Javante Williams and Cortland Sutton and kind of build on this team. Russell Russ has only been there a year. So I don't know. It's not looking good for Denver. It's very gray. I don't know who you can bring in that's going to necessarily meld those pieces together, but maybe they're hopeful. Yeah, Hackett was supposed to be off of the mind. He was supposed to be like, they're going to score 60 points a game, it seemed like. And I, I think unrealistic expectations from all social media and all people, all fans pretty much. It was just like yeah. Broncos, because we talked about it. Broncos – they're going to win the division. There's a good chance that that division is going to be best in the football. And yeah, I just wonder, is it Russ's fault or is it Hackett's fault? Or like percentage wise, like who's who's to like, blame? Did Hackett not create the scheme for Russ to succeed? Or was right. Russ so shitty that Nathaniel Hackett's offensive plans just were like in the – they're just wasted? Yeah, exactly. It's tough, man. And, and Russell being owed <laughs> – Tons more money than Hackett was. It makes sense to get rid of the thing that's going to cost you less in the long run. Tim, what's your thoughts here? Uh, Evan, to your point, I think I feel like it's both, but I feel like it's more Russell. Um, and I I saw a stat, and I wish I would have screenshotted or saved it. It was like um, Russell Wilson has been sacked the most times or, or X number of times with the least amount of quarterback pressures or something like that. It was something ridiculous where you're just like, oh my God, his his line is decent, but he is just playing poorly like inside the pocket. Um, but I don't know. I, Par- Parker, to your point, I'm not surprised. I think, um, you know, Urban Meyer going last season, um, we're so used to this like <sighs> – People people are so used to let's win now, and if we're not winning, let's change. And I think that we've been seeing it the last few seasons, but then like Urban was the domino yeah. that was like, all right, this is possible. If we're not seeing stuff, get out. Now Urban had a lot more with him, but yeah. Um, and, and to kind of, I think this has been touched on before, but um, his players, the players on the Broncos have been unruly. They've been doing things on field and getting suspensions and like, I don't know. I, I start to think of these other coaches who are uh, taking over teams um, like Robert Salah, uh, you know, Dan Campbell, my boy, Dan Campbell, like Steve Wilkes, baby, Steve, Steve Wilkes, <laughs> Steve Wilkes is doing wonderfully, but you don't see like their players fighting on the sidelines after a Like to me, that mm-hmm. spoke more volumes of, yeah, this guy's out. Like there's no way these players if they're not going to listen to him or respect him, they're going to be fighting. Like the, the locker room's mm-hmm. done. So, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And when I saw that, all the sideline stuff, and I was like, okay, obviously Ross, Russ has lost the locker room, but more importantly, Hackett has lost the locker room. So, yeah, in, at any level, anytime there's no structure, there's no discipline. Like to that word out in football, when there's none of that, the head coach is the one to blame, and that's that's what you have here. And I think you guys are right. Just yeah, uh, Russ, his stats, I don't know if you guys have seen him. He's never had a QBR below 92 
until this year. It's at 81, his QBR rating. He's always thrown for 20-plus tutties. He's at 12 touchdowns this season, nine interceptions. Things are mm. bad for Russ. Things are bad for the Broncos. It Half of next season will tell. Is it Russ's fault or was it the game plan's fault? Uh, I think I think we'll see. I So I have the sick feeling just right in the <laughs> pit of my gut that you know they're going to try to get Ben Johnson to fill in this position for head coach. Ooh, yeah. I don't want I mean our offensive numbers are great and look at what Ben's been doing with golf. He's kind of revived golf's career. I, I just think that the media is gonna put I don't know, no one said anything about it, but like I just have this bad feeling that Ben Johnson's gonna be uh a, a prize for I, I'm thinking the Broncos, but some team. Don't well, leave Ben, please. I, I had the same thought with Bengals OC, but then I read an interesting stat. Every Denver coach has been every successful Denver coach has been defensive oriented, not offensive oriented. Ah, okay, we're good. So, we're good. Just something to keep about. Uh, because I had the same thought process with ROC. All right. Other big news. Derek Carr, our Harry Potter. Mm. <laughs> he's done. Dad, he's bent for Jarrett Stedham here. Uh he is throwing the league high on interceptions here. Uh, 14 interceptions that included three on Saturday to an overtime loss to the or to a, to a regular over a regular time loss to Steelers by and talk. It's it's been rough for Carr. This is something somebody that I think all three of us thought, okay, this guy might have a good year for the Raiders. Like Carr, he's gonna keep growing the hair, the power will keep growing. We called him the Phoenix. He's gonna rise from the ashes here. He's Harry Potter here. Voldemort killed him and he actually killed him there's no <laughs> train station dumbledore's not saving him anymore like dead done get him out of here car done uh, is this the end for car hmm. i don't I know don't, i don't get how you have Devonte adams and your numbers go down i mean i, I granted waller was hurt most of the year but like this emergence of josh jacobs you know, you have you've got a running back that is proving to be one of the league's best. You have arguably the the best receiver in the league, and he's just not getting it done. I mean, I, I think Carr and Russ. It's been inexcusable how how bad they've been. Yeah, it's like we know you can play better than this. Um, and then again, it's like the same question I have with Hackett: is how much of this is Josh McDaniels? <laughs> like I don't know, but clearly this is not working. Well, so. we know McDaniel's was never a perfect coach, anyways, because it, look what he did at Denver. He didn't last very long in Denver either. Like McDaniel's has never been tier one coaching, and I, I, yeah, I think you you can compare him to Russ too, Car Car and Russ. Both of my fantasy team, by the way, which sucks. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if a Phoenix dies once, can they come back to life again as a new Phoenix? Or is that their thing? Like they can always come back to life because he needs to keep coming back. If He's dead. Like you said, Parker, he's <laughs> dead. I don't know where you rise from the ashes, though. It ain't going to be Las Vegas. <sighs> yeah. I don't think he's done in the NFL, but I see him being like, I don't know, some weird backup nomad who just bounces from team to team and will just play and occasionally have a glimpse and people will be like, 
Oh, is he the starting quarterback? Like he might get like the Mariota treatment. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Hmm. I, I think you're right. I think he's done in Vegas. His he went all in, and the house always wins. And, and Vegas is kicking him to the curb here. And yeah, hmm. it's wild. You mentioned fantasy fits. Shout out. B Brian Wilson. He's in the final four, facing against yours truly, Caleb Morton and Andrew Price facing off in the other final four there for a fantasy football league. Chain up for grabs here. Uh, I need all the P's and T's I can get. Brian is a <laughs> tough-ass opponent to go against. So. <laughs> you guys want to make any trades on the deal, just let me know. Um, all right, one more or two more things about NFL before we get our pick J.J. Watt officially retires from the NFL. Is he Hall of Fame? Do, do you guys put him in the Hall of Fame for his Texans-Cardinals career here? Obviously, great ninety nine. Uh, I don't. It was, I don't know if it was a real quote or not, but Tomlin said he wished JJ had the one more season and he'd get him back, and he'd have all three Watt brothers on the team, and then they could just make the ultimate Wattatron and just <laughs> rule. But uh, in your all's opinion, is, is JJ Watt Hall of Fame? I think so, and I, I think even in the game where he just played on Christmas playing against Tom Brady. It was watching two Hall of Famers go at it. Um, and then Brady just, um, you know, Watt's having a great game. And I don't know if you saw this, but the Cardinals pull Watt off for a play. Brady just goes to no huddle. <laughs> just yeah. doesn't allow him to come back on the field. Yeah, uh, you kind of have to. I was like, geez, man, that's brilliant. But again, it's just like, yeah, it's just that's two Hall of Famers going at it. It's just weird with Watt because he didn't have much playoff success. The Texans, you know, they yeah. may have won a game. I, I think with TJ Yates, they won. I don't know if Deshaun ever got them a playoff win, but they never got past – I don't think they got past the divisional round. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those weird – he's just a he's a Hall of Famer on – he's just been a shitty organization. He's on, a Charles Barkley. A bad team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, um, was he two-time defensive player of the year, rookie defensive player – yeah, one um, Peyton player. Like five all pros in eight seasons or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. 111 and a half sacks. Like, phenomenal. Yeah. No, yeah. He's, and he's, you know, if you're making an all time team and you're, you're like, all right, who's going to be my defensive ends? He's in the conversation. Oh yeah, of like who you drafted. So it's not even it's not even like uh, Izzy Hall of Fame border. I think it's he's there and he's he's one of the premier players at his position. Yeah, he's a three time defensive player of the year. By three the way. time, even that yeah. three time. How many people have been three time defensive player of the year? <laughs> probably like Lawrence Taylor and Ray Lewis. It's probably like very good company. Man, I, up. I wonder. Now you guys talked about, you know, the big games and how it's not quite on his resume. Can you imagine the the play or the electricity that would happen if he like had a sack in a Super Bowl or something? He would go his head might explode just from like sheer energy. That would have been man. If I could see anything, I think that would be up on the list of football is, is seeing JJ Watt actually what he could do in a Super Bowl. Yeah. That'd be next level. Oh, dude, you know, he's like, it's like next level, like Super Saiyan. Yeah, I think you're right. Him, him, if I, only he had that. 
Yeah, I'd equate it to like when Aaron Donald was in the Super Bowl. Like Thanks he showed out. Up. He showed out. I'm just Thanks. saying he showed out. Like I feel like JJ Watt, you know, he would actually lean into the hype and perform. He wouldn't you wouldn't leave the game saying, Man, where was Watt at? Like he just didn't show up. Like I think he'd be center stage just destroying things. Yeah. Now, I, I think you're right. Uh, Fitz, to answer you, Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt, Lawrence Taylor, all tied for most Defensive Player of the Year awards with three. Dang. That is good company. Damn good company. Yeah, I, I think we all agree. Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Famer, J.J. Watt. Yeah. Speaking of Hall of Famers, I didn't mention it. Ed Reed. He's coaching in the SWAC. Bethune Cook, HBCU. He's going to take the head coaching job there. What? Yeah. Didn't realize Ed Reed was in the coaching circuit, but could it work out? That's Obviously worked out with Dion. I'm hurt, doll. I can see him being I can see him being a good coach. Yeah, I could I like too. You motivate I the could, shit out of him. I could see him doing Oklahoma drills with the students and like he's not wearing a helmet and he just like spears them. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> That'd be That's awesome. awesome. Uh well. Talk about great defensive players. Let's talk about some maybe questionable offensive plays here. Mac Jones. He's been in the, the media a lot after last week. Um, you know, interception going Bengals way. Clearly, Mac Jones is not making the tackle. He decides, hey, I'm gonna undercut Eli Apple 10 yards, 15 yards away from the ball there. Kind of hard to see in that picture. Um, so people are like, whoa, is Mac Jones dirty? And then people bring up his slide against Chicago where he like lifts his leg up to kick the guy in the nuts <laughs> or against uh, the Carolina Panthers. I can't remember the, the guy's name. Pan- Mac Jones fumbles the ball. Panthers jump on it. And the guy's trying to run and Mac Jones like twists his ankle actively, like trying mm. to like snap it pretty much. Mm. There's been a lot of questionable Mac Jones plays brought up the past week here. Um, in your all's eyes, is Mac Jones dirty or is he just trying to make plays? Like to me, the Cincinnati one, obviously I'm biased, but the ball's clearly past you. You're never going to catch him. Just get out the way. Don't, don't try to take out someone's knees. Like to me, that's just, that's a little yeah. cringy. And then I'd bring into the knee slide thing of, of lifting that leg up to kick somebody in the nuts. Like it's not a good He's, look for Mac. He sounds like the Grayson Allen of the NFL. Yes, dude. We've been on the same wavelength for weeks now because I'm just thinking like he he knows what he's doing. None of this is accidental. It's all intentional, just like Grayson Allen. Oh yeah. gosh, good comparison. Yeah. My favorite was the, the he set the screen, just sticks his butt out on the guy, makes him fall. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the the act of tripping. He's like, I didn't know my my foot was out there. It's like, come on. Uh, Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, like you said, he Parker, is dirty. You, yes. You, yeah, exactly. You know, he knows what's he, what he's doing. Like, none of this is accidental. Yeah, there, yeah. There's ways you can get in the way of Eli Apple without taking out his knees. It's, yeah, get him out of here. Get the whole Patriots organization out of here. Sorry, Jay Gray. Hold your ears. I ain't sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't it's kill me. Probably just, it, honestly, it's from going to, from Bama to New England. You know, that's just like that's two empires, like in the that's the dark side. Yeah, the <laughs> Bama is the Duke of of college football, right? Oh yeah. The, the yeah. Patriots are, you know, the Yankees of of NFL. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good comparison. Man, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, to me, Max Dirty. I, I was trying to keep my bias out of it, but like after all these plays kind of came up, I'm like, yeah, like he, Tim, you're right. 
he absolutely knows what the fuck he's doing. He's doing it on purpose. Jay Gray, get your boy, man. Get him. All right, let's do our pickums here. Thursday night, primetime Amazon football, baby. Here we go. Got a banging game. Cowboys, Titans, over on really? 48. 40 and a half. Dallas, 10 and a half point favorites. The biggest spread we'll see this week, I think. Um, we still them boys. We choose the Titans here. NFC South, wide open. That's not the division either of these teams are in. Um, <laughs> NFC, <laughs> NFC East, still wide open. Yeah. Or AFC, golly, I'm done. AFC South. Uh, I'm yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah. AFC right. South. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jags, Jags are creeping up yeah. to catch the Titans. So the Titans are desperate. Cowboys just beat the Eagles. So they still technically have a chance to win that division. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys in this mm. one. Evan, you called it, man. I got to give you props. The Jags are climbing. Tennessee's choking. Every every week, I'm like, dang, Evan was on to something. Um, but you kind of said it a little too late, though. I don't. Yeah, know. you you said it. I think uh, Titans are in desperation mode. Um, so yeah, give me Tennessee to win this one. It'll be close, but give me the Titans. I just think the Titans needed the Eagles to beat Dallas last week because then Dallas would just be like, ah, okay, we can't really change much now. But I think their Cowboys are riding high. But we'll see. I'm so sick of you guys, bromance. I, I need Devin to come back. You guys just keep agreeing each other. I just I, there needs to be a fourth person on the spot. Um, yeah, I think you guys are right. I think the Cowboys are just they've got too much to play for. They got too much riding for them. Yeah, the Titans are still in the hunt of things. They're seven eight. They're tied with Jacksonville. Jacksonville gets the Texans though this week. That I don't know. This is tough. I think Dallas rolls though. How much Tim and I agree makes me think like there's no way shoot shows like undisputed or or anything real. Yeah. Because <laughs> they will it, never it, agree on anything. Right. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent You know they're for sure just faking. All right. Sunday's action. Cardinals, Falcons, Colt McCoy, QB1. Uh, over under set 41, spread. Atlanta four and a half. I just went totally blank. I I apologize. Desmond Ritter is QB one for Atlanta. There. Who do we take? Uh, Falcons. Ooh. This matchup sucks. Is this is this the game? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know because Falcons they could still make. Can they still make it or no? They're done. Their their division's still. I mean, it's I think they have to win out. Open. I think they have to win out. But oh no, they're eliminated. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, this is the shitty game of the week for sure. Well, well, we we haven't seen who plays the Broncos yet, so just hold on, <laughs> hold on. Is it the, I think uh, it's the Chiefs? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take the Falcons on this one. I've been I've been telling you guys all year, Cardinals are trash. I think. That with, uh, I don't think Cliff Berry, Cl- Kings, Kingsbury, Kingsbury, whatever the hell his name is, I think he's gone next season. I think mm-hmm. they're going to so do so bad with Murray out, JJ Watt out, and I think it's going to mm-hmm. leave him just wide open in the crosshairs. And I think, I think he's done. Uh, that was a side tangent. Give me the Falcons. I think I think you're right. His Pablo Escamar mansion he's got going on in Arizona. I think he's got to sell that thing because he's done coaching Arizona. Uh, 
Yeah. Give me Hotlanta. Give me give me the Falcons to roll. Bears Lions. Detroit six point favorite <laughs> owners at fifty two. Man, Tim, you're lions, dude. Oh, you're lions. Seven game win streak. It was finally snapped there. Man, I was rooting for you, boys. Yeah, but they're tied with the Packers right now. Tied with the Packers. They're in the hunt, man. They're still in it. So Lions just got to win this week. Packers win this week, and it's all it, – the stage would be set that I think you win and get in, assuming someone beats Washington. Yeah. yeah. So I'm taking the Lions. Yeah, I'm going Lions too. Um, shoot, this, this season's already been uh, pretty successful in my eyes. I, I was – I was the, the lowest of the low, as you guys yes, saw. You um, the fact that we've won seven games, I, I'm tickled pink. So if we can get a shot at the playoffs, I'll take it. Give me the Lions. You got a shot. The other team don't have a shot. They got nothing to play for. That backs was, that's what makes them dangerous. That's what makes them dangerous, though. They don't care no more. <laughs> Dan Cameron don't give a shit about that. Give me, De- give me Detroit. Detroit runs. No hard at. No hard <laughs> yeah, <at>. dude. <laughs> right. They don't deserve after losing the Panthers, okay? I said what I said. <laughs> Overall is at 45. Kansas City, 13.4. Sorry, that is our biggest spread. Uh, mm. We get Russ versus Pat here. Who do we take? Man, Chiefs and Bills still duking it out for that top seed. I guess Bengals could in technically Bengals. slip in there, but um, they're game back. But yeah, Chiefs. You know, no hack it. I think that there could be some freedom with Russ in this game that maybe he – the last time he played Kansas City, he actually looked pretty good uh, before he had a concussion. But I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, give me the Chiefs. I think it's – I think Russ is still going to play pretty poor and people are still going to be questioning why he has the contract he does. Yeah, yeah. Give me give me Kansas City. And I think Denver against the spread has been really rough this season. Uh give me the Chiefs minus thirteen. I think they went by two tutties. Easy. Dolphins, Patriots, over on set forty two, New England, two and a half point favorite. I can't believe the Dolphins lost last week. I, uh, I just can't believe it. They're 0-4 since uh, McDaniels brought out the it's not cold enough shirt. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think the Dolphins, I think they get it back this week. I would think. But I don't know. They they're pretty they're pretty vulnerable right now. They're just not they're not playing. They're definitely better than what they're producing on the field, which is just kind of sad at this point in the season. But I think they I think they find a way to win. Um this is this week's dirty play by Mac Jones. Um <laughs> Mac Jones is actually going to throw the ball. He's going to throw the ball out of bounds to kill the play and it's going to hit two in the head. <laughs> and oh <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's too soon that's too soon 
Uh, (laughs) Give give me the Dolphins because for some reason the Dolphins always have the Patriots number at the end of the season. So give me them. That's true. That's true, but they're going to do this about Tua. Tua re-enters the concussion protocol, which that begs another question. Should should he just retire at this point? Should he pull Andrew Luck um, so he can cognitively speak and, and, and do other things? <sighs> Give me New England, man. I think New England rolls. I, without Tua, Dolphins are in a bad situation. Patriots, a game behind Miami. I think they need it. It means more to them. Give me New England. Colts, Giants, big Nick energy over here in Indianapolis. Over is at 39 and a half. Giants, five-point favorite, though. Yeah, Giants have to win this one. Um, they can't They can't afford to – because they can't lose their last three and miss the playoffs. And they losing um, – last week was big. And they've got Dallas, I think, the last week. Oh, no, they got Philly last week. I think I can't remember who's got who. Someone's playing. <laughs> there <laughs> there will be football. There yeah. will be a tough opponent in the last week for the Jets. Either the Eagles or the Cowboys, and they got to beat the Colts this week, just so they don't have to be in that be in that situation. So I'll take the Giants. Uh, they yeah. play the Eagles. Yeah, you don't want to play the Eagles, even if they're resting their starters. Minshew yeah. mania. You don't want to deal with that. I'm gonna take the Giants too. Nick Foles just looked bad. Like some of those, some of those deep passes, he he was just like rainbows getting picked off. It, give me the Giants. It's been since uh, Andrew Luck since the Colts have looked good at a quarterback position. It's been bad in Indy. Pat McAfee and the boys, sorry, your team's dead, done. They stink. Giants roll big, <laughs> big time. Oh man. Saints Eagles team we just talked about over on set forty four Philly seven point favorite at home though. Oh, I did not think of the Saints. I guess they're because they're tied with the Panthers record. No, that division so, wide open. That's wild. Um, and then it, you know if the Saints beat the Eagles, if the Cowboys take care of business, then you've got potential toss up for the. That could get really interesting. So purely because I'd like to see some chaos, let's go Saints. I'll pull for them. I'd like to see the Saints win too, but um, I think Philly at home. I think they're they're gonna handle it. Yeah, I, I think Philly's gonna handle it. Minshew mania is running wild on your brother. Hurts looks like he'll be playing again this Sunday. Um, Probably just a half. If if I'm a betting man, I'd say he probably only plays a half. Just keep him safe, healthy. Um, yeah, give me Eagles to roll here. Bucks, Panthers. Bucks win. They win the division. They're in. Panthers win. Now we've got just NFC South mania going wild. 39 and a half. Tampa Bay, three point favorite. Do they defend the pirate ship or not, Fitz? I don't know why they didn't flex this game to Sunday night football. I like I, I get it. Both teams are like below or at five hundred, but they bumped the Steelers Ravens to the to Sunday night. And Steelers have a I, I think they're technically 
they could make the playoffs, but it's just a very I don't know. It's like this is this is for the division. You know? Like yeah. if the Panthers win, they're they are in the driver's seat in the final week and, and can control it. So this is the game I'm most excited for this week. Um I think the Panthers take it. I think Wilkes, and I, I think Wilkes, you have to put him in the conversation for coach of the year. And I know he probably won't get it, but if Wilkes beats the Bucks, I, I think they've got their new coach. Not that I think they've got their new coach, but but this would even just be the, the explanation. It solidifies mark. it. Yeah, yeah, just like with no question, we've got our guy. So, yeah, go Panthers. I'm right there with you, Fitz. I'm going Panthers. Um, Bucks have looked bad, and the Panthers' defense is legit. Uh, and their run game, oh, my gosh, their run game is yeah. looking good. They're moving bodies. So, yeah, Panthers did just lose J.C. Horn, but you know who they brought in? Josh Norman. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> He's back. Oh, gosh. Josh yeah, Norman should have stayed making coffees and serving coffee. You know he's going to be talking in Julio's ear. <laughs> you know, Josh Norman, anytime he's added to a team, I'm thinking that's the weak point right there, dude. Anytime, like, the slingshot motion gets you triggered, like, you're just weak-minded, man. Your little brain. Oh, man. Tom Brady, it's – you forget it's TB12. This is a win and you're in. This is ice in your veins mentality here. Tampa Bay wins. And they mm-hmm. put an explanation point on this mm-hmm. division. TB12 claims this division. That, that's the right pick, Hacky. I, I hate to say it, but you're right. But we've been saying that for weeks. We're like, oh, the Bucks are going to do it. And they've just been a little. Brady's dead. Dead. <laughs> Done. He's got to get some of his witchcraft back from Giselle. Anyway, Cleveland Browns taking on the Commanders. 40 and a half to over under. Washington, two-point favorite. Wentz back at QB1 here. They keep going Heineke, Wentz, Wentz, Heineke, Heineke, Wentz. Can't make up their damn mind. They're going Wentz this week, though. I love it. I love it. Get, get all confused at when the game you need. You need to lose one of your last two to let the Packers or the Lions into the playoffs. <laughs> no better time. So go Browns. I, I think they can do it. Deshaun, Deshaun's been trying to prove. I, I think they've got a chance. So taking the Browns. Uh, taking this from you, Fitz, um, and whence we trust. I, man, I'm happy he's got the starting job. Give me the Browns. Yo, y'all are y'all are evil for that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say that joke live on air. That's bad. Anyway, oh, God. oh. Uh, <laughs> you know what's bad when Parker's. <laughs> It was it was the Deshaun Watson joke. I'm, I'm uh, oh oh oh. I decided to rub that one out. It's fine. Uh, 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 you know the the Browns, they have nothing to lose. They're already eliminated for contention. They're six and nine. They're pissed off, rightfully so. Commanders are playing for something. They've got to win. Give me Cleveland to upset them though. I need. I want. I want Detroit, Green Bay in the playoffs here. Give me Cleveland to win. The Jags taking on the Texans over 43 and a half. I, I like the brown in the, in the sea yeah. of Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars, <laughs> four and a half point favorite over us at 43 and a half. Tim, you need your Lions to win. You need the Jaguars to lose. So you and your Matt's bet 
can stay in your favor here. It's tied right now. Well, well, just to clarify, you know, we I do have the uh, I'm winning right now because the Lions beat the Jags earlier. So if it's a tie, then That's favor true. line. So just oh, just to clarify, that's good. <sighs> Feels good. Jags in the driver's seat. They got to stop that guy, Damian Pierce. I think they can do it. Go Jags. Yeah, I, I'm going Jags too. Um, they're hot. So hot right now. <laughs> Give me the Jags. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. I just want to see Trevor Lawrence in the in the playoffs. You know, as you're just talking about like these new quarterbacks. I would just love to see Lawrence get there. I don't want to get too ahead of ahead of ourselves, but I just think he deserves to be there with Burrow and all those guys. It's a wild statement to make, Fitz, that he deserves to be on the same. I, I think he does. I wild, think he does. Uh, let's not forget, he probably had the most hype coming into this NFL, this league. And then it just – things have not gone in his favor. Now, it's not his fault, right? Urban Meyer, the toxicity of the organization, it's just – I feel bad for yeah, him. Yeah, Jesus. but things are looking up. They are looking up. He's... Uh, this is the same organization that dressed up as clowns last year <laughs> or two years ago. Let's not forget that. Jaguars win though. Come on, it's the Texans. They're two and twelve. They're about to be dropped two and thirteen. Brock Purdy, 49ers, taking on Stedham and the Raiders. Derek Carr stepping away from the team, by the way. That was just announced that he is stepping away from the team. Mm. So mm. over is at 44 and a half. San Francisco Jeez. six point favorite. So that means QB two is really like QB three on the depth chart. I don't know who that is right now. So if Stedham goes down, Raiders are they're gonna go Wildcat. Put Josh Jacobs in there. Man, it sounds like Derek Carr is on the search for Horcruxes right now. But uh, I'll take the Niners. I I just th- I I do think the Niners are. <laughs> I think they're the most dangerous team in the NFL right now. Yeah. So I'll take the Niners. Carr Waller and uh, John Gruden are out there on the hunt for these Horcruxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like. Oh my gosh! This needs to be a meme. I just. <laughs> We could do a whole YouTube spinoff of this. Like, what if what if Derek Carr is now the new Moaning Myrtle, and (laughs) he ain't coming back? He's the ghost of Vegas now. He's yeah, he's done. Um, Spotting the the bathrooms of the Caesar Palace. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Fitz, I got to go with you. I I think uh, 49ers are one of the complete teams in the league. so give me four Niners. Yeah. Since they traded for Christian McCaffrey, that offense has looked completely different, completely changed. I think they're seven and one. It, it, it's just a wild stat. The 49ers are the most complete team in the NFC right now. And uh, sorry, Philly fans. I just, I don't think you want to run into the 49ers right now because they're another damn good. Another candidate for coach of the year. I think Niners to go through three quarterbacks and, and not skip a beat. And just still be complete. I mean, obviously, like, you've got to compliment the quarterbacks, like Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. But for a coaching staff, that is that is hard to do. I, I don't know that that's been done. Like, yeah, it's crazy to go through all your quarterbacks and still be a premier team. And I feel like Kyle Shanahan felt, like, more disrespect about him not being able to wear his favorite 49ers hat. Than having to go to QB three, like yeah, he's yeah, it's been cool. Yeah. Calm collecting on coaching staff. 
All right. Jets taking on the Seahawks over mm. us at 42 and a half. The Jets are two-point favorites in 12th main country, though. Who's starting at QB for the Jets? Mike White. Yep. Project Mike White. I think White. I might have to take Mike White. Uh, Seattle's battling, too. They're kind of in the shadow of the, the Packers and Lions, just trying to kind of stay stay alive. But they've, they've thrown a few... Um, you know what? I think they remain in the shadow. I, I think they, I think they win, and they just kind of, they kind of sit behind. So I'll take Seattle, actually. I'm taking the Jets on this one. I think they have some new life with uh, old Mike White, but more importantly, I think Gino um, has a tough time with the Jets defense. So give me the Jets. See, I think Gino wants to beat his former team. Hmm. So I think there's a little chip on the shoulder there. Yeah. Fitz, you, you stole my coaching point here. That's that's exactly what I was gonna say. I I think Gino is remember last time we saw Gino, he got his job broken in New York, right? That was him. Um yeah. Gimme give gimme give Gino and the Seahawks to beat this former team here. They wrote What's him off. Home? He ain't right back though. <laughs> yeah, that's a cold line. <laughs> Kirk. Rodgers, Vikings, Packers, over and set 48 and a half. Green Bay, three and a half point favorite. Feels like if they win, they're in here for Green Bay. Very different. We're not. We need we need a lot to happen. I said it feels uh, like but it. But this feels like it, but it's not. There's there's some things that need to happen. There's also another week that follows this game. Um it's two very different stories. You've got the Vikings who are just the comeback kids. They can just be the, the cardiac Vikings. I mean, they, they can just be behind and they find a way to win. Or I feel like the Packers will be ahead and then we blow it at the end. And we let team – we've had that history of letting teams beat us in the end. So it's a recipe for heartbreak that the Packers could be up in the fourth quarter and Kirk finds a way to, to steal one. But if you look at like last week with the Dolphins, it looked like the Packers – weren't doing enough on offense against the Dolphins, and the Dolphins only needed seven points to steal the game and two or through a pick. So I don't know. I think defensively we've got some good things going on, um, but clearly Minnesota, they are hungry for that first seed after seeing Philly lose. So I'm going to take the Packers just because it's in Lambeau. Mm. So go Pack, go. Yeah, and I think this is going to be a really tough match. I, I think is Darius Smith back in? I think he's active now. I think for maybe a couple of weeks he was he was inactive. I know he wasn't playing. I think during the Lions game, but he is a mm-hmm. real game changer. I mean, 100%. so I, I don't know. I think I think if he's playing, he's going to give a lot of trouble to Aaron. Um. Just for the sake of a final battle in the regular season, I'm going Green Bay because I want to see Green Bay and Lions duke it out with everything on the line. Give me the Packers. Yeah, that'd be intense. Kirk, you like that Cousins. He reminds me of a historical figure. Ragnar Labbach, the most famous Viking of them all. (laughs) His sons were probably more historically famous and, and more of a myth than probably actuality here. Reminds me of of Cook and Jefferson, that they're really the charge here in this Viking offense where Kirk is kind of just the the manipulator of everything. 
He lets his he lets his seeds go out there and just dominate teams. Uh, just gives him the ball when he needs to. This Vikings team's tough, man. But Lambeau Field in December, where it feels like you win, you're in. If you lose, you're for sure dead, done, over in Green Bay. Green Bay's got a lot to play for. Vikings already clinched. They're going to play the role here. Give me Packers to win. I'm scared but excited to see what we can put on that field. Yeah. We're putting it all out there. Let it hang, baby. It, it can either be a shit show or it could be phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of shit show phenomenal, we got the Battle of Los Angeles here. <laughs> Rams charges over us at 41 chargers, six and a half point favorite. Hmm. Well, obviously I'm going to pick the chargers, but um, <laughs> I don't know that I've been convinced that the chargers, I mean, I, I've seen, they've had flashes. They've had moments uh, of looking really good. Um, I'm thinking of a tight spiral that Herbert threw the Keenan Allen against the dolphins. It was just like on the money um, in clutch time. Um, who's another quarterback I'd like to see in the playoffs, similar to to um, Trevor Lawrence, just a good a good young quarterback, just have a, have a moment. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the Chargers here. Hopefully they can show they're poised for uh, some bigger lights further down the line. Yeah, I'm going Chargers too. I, I don't know about Baker. I mean, he seems to be playing okay, but I haven't like Just won the MVP. Him. Oh, the Nickelodeon <laughs> MVP. <laughs> the thing that really matters. Uh, My I just favorite keep... thing is they asked them when they gave him the MVP, they were like, how does this compare to your other awards? And I'm like, dude, he's only won a Heisman. I mean, like. <laughs> Every time I hear MVP, I always think of um, Mitchell Trubisky winning it. And it was like, oh, yeah, this guy. This guy here. Give me the Chargers. It won't be a pretty game, but give me them. Yeah, give me the Chargers too. I think Rams are dead. Chargers still in the hunt for, for playoff contention there. Or I think they've already clinched, actually. So Rams are eliminated. Chargers uh, at least have stats to play for. Yeah, give me Chargers. Final two games here. We got AFC North battle here. Ravens, Steelers, over on set 36. Baltimore, three-point favorite. Ravens clinch. Steelers still in the hunt here. Ravens still in contention for the division title. If they win, Bengals lose somehow. So Steelers are sitting seven and eight. So technically, I mean they're they're in. I guess they're I guess they're there. I don't know. I'm just trying to understand why the Panthers Bucks isn't the prime prime <laughs> game still. But I'll hold that grudge. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens in this one. Um, I don't know. I, I guess you like Mike Tomlin. I, I'm going to flip-flop. I'm going to take the Steelers. Dang it. Mm. <laughs> I don't so know. I just think I think Tomlin, like we were ready to write him off, and he's like, not yet. And Najee Harris is finally performing like we've been waiting for him to. So I don't know. It's It's weird. Steelers, Ravens, you never know, but I'll take Steelers in dramatic fashion. I'm going to take the Ravens. I think it's still, um, I think Lamar is still questionable. So 
I'm going to bank that he plays, so I'll, I'll go with the Ravens. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Like Lamar being out, that's kind of a that's tough. Now, before this earlier this season, Pittsburgh had been a roll. They had won four in a row against the Ravens. Ravens obviously sneaking out this one, sixteen to fourteen. I think Ravens are a worse team than what they were when they faced each other. I think Pittsburgh's a better team since then. Man, I, I now it's only been what two weeks since they played each other, so that plays in effects. Give me Pittsburgh to win. I, I hate to say it, but yeah, give me Pittsburgh to win. Yeah. All right, Monday Night Football game. I don't know. I'm pumped for this game. Maybe my bias is showing. Oh yeah, no. Bills Bengals. This is, this is the game. Four nine and a half over under Buffalo one point favorite. It's in the Queen City, Cincinnati. We take an Allen or Burrow. I'm taking Burrow. I'm taking the Bengals, um, and not because of Tim. <laughs> that is hate for Josh Allen, but uh, I don't know. I I think they're very similar teams. This is exciting. It it has that playoff matchup, maybe even like a divisional or a championship playoff game. Yeah. Um, but I do I, – I just feel like the Bengals are playing more complete than the Bills right now. But I, obviously two very good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the Bills may be a little bit overrated, and I think the Bengals are just a little under the radar uh, that we should be talking about the Bengals like we have been with the Chiefs and, and the Bills. So I'll take the Bengals. Evan, I knew we were on the same page. When you said the Bills were overrated, that really just <laughs> Just a little, just a little bit. Ah, you said They're they were still overrated. good. They're really uh, good. I but... agree that they are overrated. Um, and <laughs> therefore, I am taking the Bengals to win. Lock it in. Man. I love it. I, I love it, but this game scares the shit out of me. We, we're still in contention for that number one playoff spot. I love a bye week going into it. Getting the Bills, you're right. This feels like an AFC Championship matchup. Like we're gonna see these guys play four weeks from here. Um, man, this is good. I I, I want to have home field advantage. Cincinnati is a rocking place during football, especially during playoff time. I'm ready to pop this thing this year, baby. I'm ready to pop that gold champagne, that Hooday champagne. Uh, yeah, give me Cincinnati Hooday, baby. Let's go. All right, that's it for our pickums. Let's make some money. As I said, we can pick one normal game, but you also got to pick a bowl game for this pub parlay. And um, yeah, get ready. Big time money here. Let's do it. Let's cue that little scrappy. Nope. There it is. So, bowl game, regular game, or two bowl games, whatever your heart desires here. Oh man, I should have been prepared. Come on, dude. for my bowl Come games. New Duke's Mayo Bowl. <clears throat> as long as it's Duke's, <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I had a. I'll do a Duke's Mayo pick. Um, but uh, it did remind me. I had the nickname Mayonnaise when I played uh, basketball in the Greenville Tech courts. I was the only white guy that played. But oh, also, had, my game was smooth like mayo. But uh, yeah, they start calling me mayonnaise, and I shared that with the the people I work with. And I just remember this uh, is our org, our church organist. 
I just remember Charlie. I was like, yeah, they call me mayonnaise. And he just goes, as long as it's Dukes. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, so my Dukes Mayo pick. We got Maryland versus NC State. Um I don't know who's favored. I want to take NC the State's pack. a one point favorite. Now okay. they don't have a quarterback really. Little Tua is quarterback for Maryland. Hmm. Uh, maybe maybe we should do over under for that one. Over under is at 46. Should we do over on that? Hammer it. Let's do it. Let's do the over. Over 46. Duke's Mayo's bowl. I like it. Tim, bowl pick. Bowl Unless pick. Fitz has the other pick ready. Fitz, you got it or? Nope. Give me your bowl pick. My bowl pick is Tennessee over Clemson in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Even without Hooker, you're taking Even Clemson. Without, well, taking Tennessee. Did I say Clemson? No, no, no. Okay, I, okay. Yeah. I'm going Tennessee. Tennessee doesn't have a Yeah. That's okay. No QB1. Tennessee money line. I like it. The Orange Bowl, both college football's greatest oranges are playing there. I, I read something where they should like bet the losing team can't wear orange for the next coming year. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. That's a solid, solid pick. Uh, I'm going to go to the Transperfect Music City Bowl. Iowa, two-point favorite. Give me UK, though. Give me Kentucky. I think UK fans will travel more than Iowa fans to Music City. Obviously, being in Nashville uh, and traveling to Lexington, it's a lot easier to drive. Give me the Wildcats to win there. All right, our normal picks. What do we got, boys? Yeah, I'm looking at NFL upsets. Um, we could take Seattle over New York. We like talked it. about that. That'd be an upset. Gino over his uh, former Jets, or I'm also looking at Miami. I just I don't trust Miami, so let's do Seahawks over over the Jets. I'm feeling good about it so far. Mm. Big time, Timmy Jim. I don't know how I feel about this one, boys. I'm, I'm thinking. I, let me get some feelers out here. So Friday. Florida Panthers are playing the Hurricanes at home. How, how are we feeling about that? How have we been doing on the Canes picks? I think Tim's actually been pretty money on them. We have been dropping the ball ourselves. The, the, I mean, but we're talking about the Panthers here. I mean, this is going to be a tough match. So if, if we want to go something safe, I'll pick something different. But if we're if we're risking it for the biscuit, let's risk it. Let's do it. All I don't right. know. I'd I say safe, 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 safe. Okay. What? <laughs> The Panthers are 15 and 16 this season. They're not the same Panthers of, of old. Now, they are 11 and 1. I don't know. Away games. Hockey. <laughs> They're 7, right. 11 and 1 away games. Canes give me, give are me 11 the Canes. and 3. Give me the Canes okay. or Let's the Panthers. Okay. Friday night. I might be going to Harris, so this might be this might be going straight to uh, Harris Casino. Casino. I like it. <laughs> Uh, you said like, I'll do the pub parlay. They'll look at me like, what is that? <laughs> You're like, Let me teach you, kid. Come here. Uh, man. All right, Friday, let's do a little NBA action here. 
Let's just spread the love. Give me the Pelicans to beat the Sixers at home Friday night. It's our first NBA action of the season. It's got to be good. It's got to bring some good vibes to us, some good juju. All right, random question. Anybody got one for us? Might potentially have one. Ooh. Let's spill. In honor of Patrick Starr calling part of the Nickelodeon broadcast, I was wondering if you could have a fictional character do commentary on a on a sport event. Who, who would be your who what would be the sport event and who do you want broadcasting? Oh, I like that. That's good. Hmm. I was also inspired because I'm, I'm reading the Harry Potter books right now, and Ron Weasley loves when Luna Lovegood calls a Quidditch match. I don't know if that would be mine, but I considered having Luna Lovegood as a commentator. I think she'd kill it. Just give me the Super Bowl. Luna Lovegood Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. I feel like uh, I feel like um, Gollum calling a baseball game would be fun to listen to. What taters? That's funny. I like it. He uh, fixes us. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I got a duo for you. I'm going to go with Batman and the Joker. Commentary. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, they would just which, ignore the shit of each other. So. <laughs> which bat? Which Batman and which Joker? Uh, we're going Christian Bale Batman. Where's Rachel? Where's the ball? Where's the football? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll go with the classic Joker from like the animated series, like. Uh, mm-hmm. Hamilton's version. It's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, great episode. Great vibes from the guys here. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend, share with, with a friend, neighbor, a stranger, whoever. Let's keep growing the pub, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Good luck on your bets. Happy New Year's. Be safe. Bet and drink responsibly. We'll catch you guys Tuesday. Bye. Oh, man. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. We would we would be the bad boys of Potter. I'm telling you now. We would beat the Tar out of the other team. I'm just gonna go out. You know it's coming, man. I know it has to be on the I need to like write one down before we start. I mean we started so strong I'm gonna get real theological on y'all. I think we're all a little soft and misunderstood. I'll just be real honest. Like, yeah, you could have done like uh after all this time, always. always. I, I thought of that, and I was like, "It's not. It's, if I just say always, that's not gonna." Yeah, yeah. You kind of get do a little monologue. Potatoes. Potatoes. Yeah, I get it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>